When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. I'm Ash Bennington. Today, I'm joined by Max Song and Bradford Van Voorhees, founders of Sustainable Bitcoin Protocol. Welcome to you both. Thanks, Ash. Great to be here with you again. Thank you, Ash. It's great to be here. So guys, let's talk a little bit of the background uh, on what we're going to be discussing here today. For folks who are not really familiar with the mechanics of how mining works, let's give them a brief overview at the outset of this conversation. Definitely. Once, uh, first, thank you so much, Ash, for hosting us. It's a big pleasure to be here, and we're big fans of Real Vision and all of the great community uh, content you guys are producing. Uh, I think we're at a really interesting junction of the crypto asset revolution. Uh, in, in the last 13 plus years since um, the first white paper for Bitcoin has come out, um, the idea of a digital, provably scarce global asset has emerged from a small fringe part of the internet to become mainstream. In fact, even sovereign governments are now adopting and using this particular asset. Thinking about the next 10 years, Brad and I have been thinking uh, deeply about the way that institutional capital adoption works and what are the key problems and challenges holding back Bitcoin from being widely used. One of the key conversations that's happening today is around sustainability. And as some viewers know, we're living through a climate crisis that's probably the most unprecedented, massive, rethinking of our entire global infrastructure. In the context of this transformation, the ability to emphasize and understand all of the energy and carbon emission components of our existing industry is highly pivotal. And Bitcoin has come to the forefront as something that has perceptibly a large energy footprint. Now, Brad and I believe that this actually is not a bug, but a feature of Bitcoin. And in fact, if we're able to effectively use the economic drive actually of Bitcoin adoption, we can actually propel the energy transition forward in a meaningful and positive way. So it's a feature in the sense that the provable scarcity of Bitcoin is related to the consumption of energy uh, that it takes to mine it? Yes, I would say it's a feature in three ways. The first way actually is if you think about a totally globally decentralized digital asset class, what type of inputs do you want to have to secure the network? And energy actually is one of the most fair ways of, of securing because you can have different countries, large companies all participate into the running of these Bitcoin miners. And it prevents people from easily being able to hijack or take over a large percentage network without a very meaningful physical footprint. Um, I think you know, the fact that there is now 600, 700, up to a trillion dollars of assets in Bitcoin and Bitcoin has not suffered um, any meaningful catastrophic attacks is actually a testament to its network security. The second piece is, in many cases, um, the property of energy is very fascinating. Um, if you look at the way that we produce energy today, sometimes uh, the key challenge is actually the ability to store and then transfer useful energy. And being able to have a mechanism by which you can 
convert you know, available energy into economic value actually dramatically enhances the ability to produce these kind of decentralized energy systems uh, compared to purely kind of grid-based systems. So if we could, could we put a little bit of a frame around where we are today in terms of energy consumption for mining and what the mix is in terms of energy production that goes in as the input to mining? If we look at the total energy profile of the existing Bitcoin mining network today, we're looking at about 90 terawatt hours of energy consumption. To put that into context and something that people can relate to, the entire US annual consumption of energy roughly is about 3,900 terawatt hours. So we do the division, it comes down to about 2% um, uh, or 0.2 of the entire um, US footprint. So while you know the 90 terawatt hours is actually a very big number, in the entire context of the United States, um, this is only about 2% of the total energy uh, spend that we have right now. Um, and I think that's kind of a, a reference point. It's not going to be the catastrophic sort of consume the entire planet number that people sort of have been hyperbolizing, but um, it does kind of uh, represent a meaningful percentage of total energy spend. You know, uh, in an absolute, you know, absolute figure, Bitcoin uses quite a lot of energy, but you know, the, the real question is, where does that energy come from? What is the source of that energy? Yeah. And, you know, anything that adds value to society, I think it's, it's, it's worthy of energy. Um, you know, but the, the question is, you know, in, in the current situation that we as a society, a global society, find ourselves in, in terms of climate change, we need to be really thinking about what is the energy or what, where is the energy derived from? And so... You know, as, as we look at the Bitcoin network, there's uh, a number of different um, groups that are attempting to, uh, to, to understand where that energy is derived from. Um, but there's actually right. not really a, a mechanism in place to, to verify the energy consumption of the network, or I should say, where the energy of the network is derived from. We and should so, say that you know, this some of those in are... itself is a controversial point within the community and outside the community. The uh, notion that it's very difficult to quantify precisely where the energy consumption is coming from uh, is a source of consternation. Folks who are in the Bitcoin community, many of them who are advocates of Bitcoin, will suggest that ultimately Bitcoin is driving adoption of renewable energy. Uh, folks outside the community often make the argument, particularly amongst the critics, uh, that, look, any new net energy consumption creates challenges for the planet in terms of uh, carbon footprint, et cetera. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think um, certainly the, the network has you know, a unique ability to, uh, to be supportive of the renewable energy transition. Oftentimes a subject brought up is um, that Bitcoin miners are a a uh, baseload energy demand that has basically the ability to instantly turn on and off that baseload consumption. And this provides a level of security or flexibility to the grid. Brad, a bit of a jargon alert there. Why don't we give folks a sense of what baseload consumption means? Yeah, sure. So, you know, baseload consumption is a industry or, um, or business that is sort of consistently drawing energy from the grid. So it's not an intermittent source of energy demand. Um, you know, if a grid is 
call it, uh, let's say, theoretically, 100, 100 megawatts, small grid, 100 megawatts. You know, maybe a Bitcoin mine is five megawatts of consistent uh, energy demand. And so in that sense, you know, the, what, what's unique about Bitcoin miners relative to other industries, you know, say if there was to be a cement factory, for example, um, you know, cement factories and many other industries can't just turn on and turn off, right? It takes a lot of time to ramp up or ramp down these sort of traditional industries, whereas Bitcoin mines can be this baseload consumption of energy. Um, but when the energy you know, that they're drawing is needed for other purpose, purposes like a, um, you know, some sort of uh, emergency or the grid is stretched to its peak uh, or its maximum capacity, Bitcoin miners have a unique ability to simply turn off their equipment. Uh, and then when the grid stabilizes again, they right. can turn it back on. And this is very different, as you suggest, from other industries, uh, obviously, where that kind of flexibility doesn't exist. Uh, we hear about, for example, Bitcoin mining farms uh, using energy at off-peak hours uh, and, and other types of activities where you can see that flexibility as part and parcel of the way that Bitcoin can be mined and still remain economically viable. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, you know, at this point, we're just talking about grid energy. Um, and the reality is, is that you know, Bitcoin miners are um, very clever in finding sort of waste energy and utilizing that waste energy. We recently had a, a very interesting discussion with a Bitcoin miner that is um, going to work with municipalities to use methane that is derived from, uh, from garbage dumps or uh, landfills. Um, and so this actually is quite unique in that they can help sort of reduce CO2 equivalents from entering the atmosphere. They provide a service to society in that they are helping to secure the Bitcoin network. And then very interesting, they will be providing a new revenue stream you know, to these municipalities, basically buying this waste methane coming off of uh, off these landfills. So, you know, in, in reality, you know, Bitcoin mining is, is this really unique um, energy off taker. And as Max rightly pointed out earlier, that, you know, it's basically a way to convert excess energy or any energy really um, into, a, a, into a, an asset that is sort of globally accepted uh, or, or can be traded, you know, really any, any time of day anywhere in the world. Hey, Brad, give us a sense of what the mix is today in terms of energy consumption as an input to the mining of Bitcoin? Yeah, so there's a lot of different figures that are floating around out there. Um, you know, one of the, the main figures that, that folks look to is uh, the Bitcoin Mining Council's uh, quarterly reports. Um, you know, that this is all self-reported data, uh, and it's just from the miners that are part of that, that particular trade group. Um, but it's it's north of 50% is renewable. Um, you know, I think that that figure is, is likely, uh, it, it's not particularly accurate. And this is just based on my conversation with, with various miners. You know, I think that um, there's quite a lot of miners that, um, that would like to be procuring renewable energy or they're sitting on a grid that is, uh, you know, partially comprised of renewable energy. They're actually not purchasing the energy attributes, um, the EACs, energy attribute certificates or renewable energy credits. 
that they need to in order to actually be purchasing renewable energy. So I think the, the figures quite a bit are, are likely lower. Um, you know, I don't want to I, I don't want to say it's definitely lower. I, I don't I don't really know exactly where, where it is. Um, and that's OK. I, I don't I don't want to pretend that I do. You know, I think what's important here is that, you know, we're building a process by which we we can verify the use of clean energy at the mining level. Uh, and then for those miners that have been verified to be using you know, clean energy, renewable energy, that in fact they have a, an ability to, um, you know, to benefit from, you know, from from doing this, um, you know, from from their sustainable sustainability practices. Just to add on a bit more to what Brad is saying, um, you know, according to the Bitcoin Mining Council, it's something around fifty-eight percent of the total hash rate is actually used by renewable energy. But as of today, most of the miners have not actually submitted intensive or transparent audits of their energy mix. So as us, as the founders of Sustainable Bitcoin Protocol, the key kind of immediate value that we hope to be adding to the entire ecosystem actually is to provide an audited process by which all miners can submit their proof of renewable energy purchase alongside their proof of hash power and actually start giving very clear and um, trustworthy analysis of the particular energy mix. So we hope to be publishing our own index as we actually start adding more miners uh, to the protocol process. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.